Hey, hey, this is Megan, and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and an online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode. The thing I want to talk about today is something that I see so much in the online space. And how I want to frame this is, this is not me ripping on somebody. This is not me calling out people and talking about how different I am in the online space. What this is, is talking about what sales actually is and lending kind of a mindset around sales and sales coaching, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, consulting. And some of the reason why people really struggle with it, because inside the online coaching space, there is this idea that what has worked for me will work for you. And it's very like, it's very common. It is human nature. What it's described as is actually mirroring and mirror neurons. So we have mirror neurons in our brain and our mirror neurons watch around and then emulate behavior and that creates community. And so this idea of what I what works for me is going to work for you is where it comes from. And the problem with that is that we are not all the same. We are not all the same and when it comes to sales, there are no two salespeople that are the same. Now they may have the same process, they may have the same vocabulary, they may even have the same education. It's just a different mindset and a different belief. And so today we are going to deconstruct why sales coaching is the way it is in the online space and then talk about how you can build an authentic and aligned process, something that is really true to you and what that looks like. So to preface this, I have been in sales for eight years at the time of recording this. I started in t-shirts, working in a t-shirt shop in Vail, Colorado on Bridge Street. If you've ever been to Vail, Bridge Street is the gorgeousest place in the whole world, even though that's not a word. And what I didn't realize getting into t-shirts because I'd worked massage front desk before is that I picked the most expensive t-shirt shop in town. Our t-shirts started at $18 and went up to $45. And there was another company that was literally two doors down that sold t-shirts for $5. And so it was very often this comparison of like, why do I need to buy this versus this? Now the company I worked for is infamous for training and giving training. And the manager I worked for had also worked in retail and in other places in some big like brand names doing sales. And so there was a lot of on the job education that was teaching me what to do and not teaching me how to do it. What I learned from that sales process specifically is the power of communication and how to do it. And when we are adopting somebody else's sales process, we are also adopting their communication style, which communication styles are very interesting because they are so heavily rooted in 
who we are as a person, what we do, and those types of things. And so for somebody who communicates very differently than somebody else, adopting a sales style can feel very foreign. It can feel like you are putting, you know, the right shoe on the left foot if you don't communicate that way. And what I loved about working at the t-shirt shop is that I started to learn how I wanted to sell and what works best for me. And what really came down to it when I was learning sales is that the first thing is, is that you have to emulate, you have to emulate in the beginning. That's literally how we learn everything is that like you learn by mirroring our mirror neurons. We just talked about it, create that. And because we have mirror neurons, you have to emulate first where most people get stuck and where I got stuck was trying to sell the same way my manager was selling. He had a very different sales style. First of all, he was male. Um, he was a boy. So we didn't even sound the same. We didn't even, we didn't even look the same. We didn't even look like we were related because we weren't. But at first you have to emulate because when you are learning a new skill, your brain has to frame around how to do the skill and create the connections for it. It's like riding a bicycle. When you first learn how to ride a bike, it's hard. I was eight years old when I first learned how to ride a bike and it was hard because you're creating those neural connections to do it. And the same thing is going with selling because you are taking a concept that you have not really played with before and moving into a place where now you're influencing buying decisions. You are a go-to expert and those types of things. And so at first I emulated his behavior and I learned it was really good for him. But what I learned is that I sold in a very different way and that was important. And so moving on between emulation and principle-based selling, there's a process that is very similar to just a dip it is like it going downhill. You don't know if it's working. You're trying to figure it out and those types of things because you have all the information. You have all the skills that someone has taught you. And then from there, you're starting to learn your own, figure out your voice, figure out your belief system and those types of things. And for me, when I moved out of selling t-shirts, I was there for two years. I learned that I love to tell stories to sell. I love storytelling and there's a bunch of research that backs it, but I loved telling stories and people got really engaged with it. My counterpart, my manager did not sell the stories. And so that is the first thing that most of the online space does not get is empowering people to figure out their own way, to figure out what works best for them. And as a sales coach, encouraging them to do it because you could use my process. You could say my words. You could be me. You could literally dye your hair the same color, get a tattoo that looks like mine, and you will never be me. And that's where the online space is doing a disfavor to the selling process because it's these copy and paste. It's these, I've already built it. It's going to work for you. It's this like sales system. And what isn't happening is showing them and then creating the principle and creating the principle and explaining why. So I learned that at the t-shirt shop and then I moved into selling massage memberships after working in the t-shirt shop. I worked in retail. I dabbled in retail for a little bit. And after that, then I moved into the massage world and the massage world that I worked in has a script, a standardized process and a sales training. So it was very similar to what I learned at the t-shirt shop and how I learned at the t-shirt shop, except this was different because 
I was no longer selling a physical product. I will say this time and time again, when somebody can hold a t-shirt, they can feel it, they can put it in their hands. It is so much easier to sell somebody on that. When you feel there was a Pima cotton that we utilized and Lululemon also uses Pima cotton. And when people could feel that Pima cotton and feel how soft it is and know how much they like it, it's so much easier to sell them. Where massages you're selling them an intangible. And if you've never experienced the intangible and then you experience it, it's a different kind of sell. And so that one particularly came with this process. And at first I was not good at it. I was not good at it. I was so used to selling physical products and having that tangible feel. And it it was just hard. Like it was hard to be like, hey, you're going to sign up and you're going to pay us monthly. And if you don't use it, you're not going to lose it. But like, this isn't like something you can physically hold. And what I did, which a lot of people do is just go the other way. I was in the file room doing the file room and our file room looked great. It looked organized. It was great. And I was learning all these other things, but I wasn't mastering the art of sales. And because I wasn't mastering the art of sales, I wasn't getting better at it because I wasn't practicing because I was avoiding it altogether. And so that's the other side of sales coaching that the online space won't call attention to because it deserves a further explanation versus just you won't sell. I know for so long I said like people just don't want to sell. And the truth is, is people hate selling and love buying and not wanting to sell is rooted in this idea of, I don't want to be a disservice to someone else. I don't want to bug someone, you know, it's all these feelings that we create. And so I didn't know the saying at the time, but now I know it. It's like, if you can't get out, get in it. And for me, I was like, I want to make more money. I want to move up in this company. And the reason I need to move up is learning how to sell. Because if I'm not selling, I can't lead a team to sell. And if I can't lead a team to sell, then like there's no point in me growing inside this company. So we had to go through mandatory training and we had mandatory training login portals. And I literally went into the login portal and signed up for everything everything that they could offer that I could learn from, even though it wasn't required. Because in my mindset, I was like, I'm not selling because I don't understand what I'm selling and I want to understand it deeper. And so that is what is called product knowledge. And this is a concept now that I've learned from guide culture and how deep product knowledge can be inside of it. So I'm like sitting at the desk, taking all these trainings, doing all these things. And like my coworkers think I'm like, they think I'm crazy. They're like, you are just putting so much into it. Like you don't know. And for me, I was like, well, you kind of have to, you kind of have to, if you want to grow. I had been looking at the job market for so long and I was just like, I, I'm going to stick with what I know. So I take this opportunity and I learn more. And that is the one thing. Well, there's several things. I'd say that that's the one thing, but there's so many several. There's several things inside of several things. In that season, I learned that knowledge is power. And I had already known it because I went to college and you learn it. But knowledge about human behavior and the drivers behind it, not just what you're selling, is so important. Because when I could start explaining that massage could help you de-stress and it could help you do these things and it's linked to lower blood pressure and all these health conditions, it was so much easier to sell somebody 
on that because I could find the right information to help them. So I go from not selling to starting to sell, still getting the hang of it. Then I get an opportunity and they send me to another location. It's kind of like pivoting in your business, but like instead of pivoting and it just being you, you're going to a new location with a new team and you're the new kid at the lunch table. When it comes to pivoting inside the online space and sales coaching, people think they need a new system. People think that like what they did didn't work and because they're pivoting, it needs something new. And the idea that's backed with it is more marketing. If your marketing isn't currently working, the idea is just more, 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 and showing up more and doing more. And the question I pose when people are like, I want to do more marketing, I want to do a podcast, I want to do YouTube, I'm going to get on stories every single day, I'm going to post on my feed five times a week, I'm going to do TikTok, is really assessing where the problem is. Because if you are getting an influx of leads and you're not converting them, it's not the marketing that's the problem. It's not marketing and it's problem. It's you don't have a process to convert these people. And not having a process that is unique and authentic to you is where people go wrong. And so that was the situation we had at the other location. So when I moved locations, I went to a busier location. And there are so many leads. I still drive past that location every time I go to the gym. There are so many people who live in that area of town who know the power of massage. You don't have to educate on it. And it was a sales process. And sales coaching relies on results What it doesn't bring in and what I would really love to change inside the online space is bringing in sales culture. I'm going to reference guide culture a lot in this. If you guys have never checked them out, go ahead and do. Macy, Kat, and Loy are incredible. I have taken the guide culture training, which we will link down below, whatever season it is. And what they really instill in you is a sales culture. Now, when I say sales culture, a lot of people think it's the analytical boards, it's the numbers, it's the conversion, it's the spreadsheets. And a sales culture is rooted in serving and helping. So I go to this location, they don't pitch, they don't do their presentation, they don't follow company standards. And I'm like, no wonder they're the bottom of the state because they're not selling. And part of me was like, okay, some of these people don't want to sell. And that's okay because they were making an hourly rate and it didn't depend on their paycheck of whether or not they sold. Like the commission was just extra. And then there was, I would say like two individuals, um, one of them who had been inside the company for a while was really good at it. And she just really had this natural charismatic way of her and just the way she did it. Now, the other person who was there also had like a really good, just like, it's hard to explain without like, if you could watch the video right now, you would see me like moving around and like shaking my hands. Just like a good feeling overall, just very warm and gentle. And what I learned is that those people didn't know how to translate and communicate how they were doing well and what they were doing. Now, one of the individuals, let's just call her Tracy, She was really good at encouraging and leading and growing, but she didn't want to be a manager. She didn't want to be in that part. And so what I learned through sales coaching and now leading a team and still figuring out sales is that it's not about the skills or 
rephrase this. It's not about the process. And what I mean by that is that a lot of times we focus on, it needs to be this like laid out process. It needs to be step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. That's just not how humans work. And it's not, it's not like there's something wrong with you because you can't, you know, cold, warm, hot, or those types of things. Because the way buying and selling is taught is is not actually correct in the way that it's viewed. So we are taught that it's a funnel, that if you put liquid at the top, you will get the select leads. And pre-qualification is so important. You know, if you're pre-qualifying them over the phone, if you work a day job that has sales and you're asking them questions about who they are and what they do and why they're coming in or pre-qualification in the DMs or on an application, What people don't realize, though, is that buying mirrors the motivational cycle versus just a funnel because people think that it is the step-by-step process. And what it truly is, is non-awareness. So they don't know what's going on. They move into a cycle of awareness of, I have this problem. I have this pain. I need something. And then they start picking out what solutions work best for them. It's kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, you know which bed is going to be best for me, and then looking for ways to produce it. What doesn't get considered inside the funnel is that there's a subconscious full of lived-in experiences, beliefs, ideas, things we believe about ourselves and about solutions that is gearing this process. And what I learned in that process is that people have beliefs about massage. People have beliefs about business themselves and those types of things. And those beliefs come into the process and they can disqualify themselves out or they can think that a solution is a solution when it's not. And as I'm learning how to like teach these people how to sell because now my job relies on it. It's no longer like I'm at the front desk. I'm just chilling, hanging out. Like my job relies on how well these people sell. Like I make money based on how well the clinic does. And what I was learning is that... It's not so much about the process anymore. The process is like the training wheels on a bike. If we want to go back to the bike analogy, it's your training wheels. But eventually you got to take your training wheels off and bring it into your own. And what I learned while I was coaching these people and really like you got to lift them up, like you got to get pumped up and it, you know, right before we would have to sell to somebody, we got really pumped up and excited about it. The other piece is, is consistent feedback towards mastery. The people who got it were practicing and they would practice their pitch with me. They would role play with me. They would be consistent in their practice. They would even take the script home sometimes and learn it because what they didn't want to do is to have like a mental blank in the middle of a sale because that is so freaking hard when you're on an upward curve and then your mind goes blank and you're like, I don't have the muscle memory to then be able to take this from where I'm currently at to where I want to be because there's no muscle memory. There's no muscle memory there and it's hard. So from there, this idea of mastery really got ingrained and it got ingrained to the point of people who weren't doing well were put in a position so that they could do well, so that they could make more money because it was no longer about like whether or not you could figure it out. It was more about like, if you don't understand this concept, how can I lead you? Is it still going? Interesting. My wife, I just sorted out. But if you don't understand this concept, how can I like lead you 
So if you don't understand this concept, it's like, how can I lead you and be able to move you really from point A to point B? And what I learned and what specifically plays into all of this is this idea that you have to practice. You have to practice every single day. You have to practice in a way that most people are not willing to practice because what is happening is you really can't, you can't outperform not practicing. You know how they say that you can out-train a bad diet and then they're like, no, you can't out-train a bad diet. You really can't outperform practicing. And so what we learned and what I learned in this whole process was the people who practice, the people who show up, who do the work are the ones who will be successful because it's no longer, you know, getting feedback in the performance, getting feedback in the moment, getting that type of feedback. It's more about this idea that I'm good and that I will train to be better and I will take the feedback and I will do the work and it's no longer just about like there's so much in the online space there's so much in the coaching space of just like you know show up do the thing be done there's not like go ahead and audit your results what felt good what didn't feel good what about this didn't work out what did work and how can you do it again and What is probably the biggest thing that I have noticed being inside, you know, we have the sales world, we have the coaching world, and we have the Venn diagram where both of them meet. And the thing that I realized is in the sales coaching world, there is this idea of being the best and being the number one and being the top and getting recognized for it. Um, I remember in May of, this must have been 20, it was 2018. Um, I saw the most people, the most people. I saw 70 leads because May was very busy, like Mother's Day and massage go hand in hand. So May was really busy and I saw 70 people. And a lot of people would be like, oh, 70 people. I'm like, I'm just gonna like, you know, my numbers aren't gonna be great. I'm seeing so many people, I'm gonna take so many hits. And just a simple mindset shift of like, I'm going to see a lot of people and I'm still going to be in, we had to be between a 20 and a 30% is how I'm going to do it. And I remember I saw 70 people. I sold 22 memberships. It was insane. And it just comes back to that culture of performance, show up, do the work, practice. If it doesn't work, do the work, practice, follow up. And segueing into why I don't believe the online space does this is because I don't think there's enough experience in the online space when it comes to sales coaching. I think a lot of people think this idea of sales coaching is a quick way to make money because you're teaching people how to make money. That's not wrong. It's not wrong to want to teach people how to make more money and improve their lives and do those things. What's wrong is the lack of mastery around it and how that mastery is viewed. Because so many people just teach what they know and it's watered down and it's come from another coach or it's come from a book that they have read and they don't teach from a holistic experience that has a process that teaches principles that then moves them into a place where they can implement coaching and that type of coaching that no matter what they sell, no matter how many times they pivot, if they go back into the corporate world or if they do something else, that they can learn that. 
And why it doesn't work like that, why people struggle with that specifically is because to know that you have to have experience and you have to really go out there and live in sales. And you have to want to get hurt if you work in sales. I like, I just think of the TikTok where it's like, no question about it. I am ready to get hurt again because you hear no. You have people who tell you it's dumb. You have people who say, would somebody really pay for that? And what I would like to see changed is one, further education about sales, not just from a process standpoint, but taking that process and diving deeper into the principles and the human psychology behind it. We are humans first. How we buy and how we sell is so just related to human nature. And the more you understand human nature, the more you understand why things don't work and why things do work. And what it allows you to do and what it allows you to create is so much more than just a conversion, just a add to cart and those types of things. Because Brand loyalty is in our nature. We are loyal by nature. Humans are very loyal. That's how we create community. But so many people miss the mark in sales because they don't focus on that. They focus on how can I get someone to say yes over and over again, which creates micro commitments. And those micro commitments will lead to a bigger yes, not understanding that those micro commitments are consistency and our brain loves consistency. The second thing is honesty. Honesty about your experience, how much you've sold, what you have done, what works, and what doesn't work. And why I say honesty is because sales coaching can burn people. People can come in with misconceptions that someone's going to teach you how to make a million dollars right off the bat, and your mindset could stop you. Your mindset will literally eat you alive if you let it. And I don't say that lightly because it's true. Mindset held me back for so long And it kept me so small. And then you pair it with something like PTSD or CPSD. PSD. I always have a hard time with that one. And it will eat you alive. And this mindset that, you know, you can't do it. You can't do it. Like true sales culture is relying in a winner's mentality and a mindset that always shows up and serves you. You don't hear people in the sales world say, oh, you know, I just showed up and I did the work. You hear how hard they worked and how much they thought about it and what limiting beliefs they had. And, you know, people like Jordan Belfort went and got NLP training so that they could sell better because in the sales world, it's no longer strategy or mindset. There's a big division right now where it's like, woo and feeling and those types of things and then their strategy and strategy is wrong because it's backed by feeling you have to have both you have to have both and understanding that your subconscious runs the show it runs the freaking show which then triggers your limbic system which creates a feeling and then you take action on that feeling it all relies in your subconscious and so it's easy to make quick results it's easy to give people scripts and I'm not speaking from a place of like, oh, I've never done this before. Like what I want you to know is I've done it and I've learned from that because people people can be successful with just scripts, but if they don't understand it, they're going to have to come back and keep buying from you. And yeah, that makes really good lifetime value. It makes really good lifetime value when they keep buying from you and they can't take their skills and do something else with it. They can't take their skills and move on to another business or pivot or change or go back into the corporate world. And the last and most unpopular opinion is mastery and practice. Here's the story I'm going to tell you is 
I got naturally gifted at sales being in it before I got into the online space. And so I rely really heavily on talent. Um, I must say it outright. I got a lot of natural talent when it comes to sales because I love to talk and I love communication and I love reading. And that is so easy to like excel in sales. What I didn't have was grit and practice. I did not practice. I winged it. I've always winged it. I'd never practiced piano when I was little. The only time I remember like deliberate practice was when I was in ballet and I wanted to get better. And what the online space does not focus on is drilling and practice. Now, there are some programs out there. I've already mentioned Guy Culture. I'll mention Guy Culture. I'll link them. If they listen to this episode, hi. If you guys go interact with them, say hi. There was a moment when I joined and I was like, okay, it's a sales program. I'm going to be good at it. I know this. I showed up to my first call and I basically got told that like, I have a lot of skill and a lot of natural talent, but like I didn't show up and I wasn't prepared. And to me, I was like, oh my, how can you say like, I wasn't prepared. Like I've been doing this for eight years and I realized I wasn't. And the difference between high-performing sales professionals in the business space and high-performing sales professionals in the entrepreneur space is there is practice, 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 practice. And if you are teaching sales coaching and you're not showing practice, you're not encouraging your clients to practice, you're not giving an opportunity for them to practice, that's on you. That's not on them. That is on you and your leadership skills. And so that is the one thing that when my clients started practicing, when they started role-playing and like, listen, role-playing is not, nobody like loves role-playing. I love role-playing because I've done it so many times and I have the power of it. But like starting out, you're like, this is weird and uncomfortable. And I will leave you with this. If you were an Olympic swimmer and you were training for the Olympics, you would not completely change your stroke. If you swam butterfly, you would not decide two weeks out that you are going to swim free or you're going to swim breaststroke or you're going to do something else. What you would do is work on the tiny little mechanics so that you can get 1% better so that when you show up to the Olympics, it's just another race. And with sales, so many times we think that the process is wrong and those types of things. And it's like, no, there is a lack of practice. There is a lack of consistency because there's no practice and your practice is coming on real clients and high pressure situations. There's a reason why athletes do the way that they do at the Olympics. It's because low pressure situations, they can practice, 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 build a muscle memory, and then go to high pressure situations. And if you are sales coaching, please tell your clients to practice. Please show the practice. Please do that. Because that is going to be the biggest differential in your clients. My clients who have been successful, who have done, you know, six figures in six months and have crossed that proverbial line, do an incredible amount of practice. They do an incredible amount of mindset work and they show up and they do it. And if I leave you with anything today, even though there's a lot, you probably have a notebook full of notes. What I'm going to say is that sales coaching has an opportunity to improve. It has an opportunity to improve like any other online space when we're honest about the weaknesses, the mistakes we've made, the things we've taught, and we take ownership of that. Because 
What we don't want to do is just point figures and not make change. Female entrepreneurship is incredible and it's growing and it provides so many opportunities. And as a leader, you may not feel like a leader, but as a leader, owning up and explaining what you need to do is going to be more important than pointing fingers. And so while it feels like I've done some finger pointing, here is what I can say. You love sales. Just take some time to educate yourself on it. If you love being able to like sell and do things, read some books, get some help, put some practice in, learn about human nature because a love of sales has to be encouraged. So that is what I'm going to leave you with. I know this was longer than normal. I just let it rip. And as always, everything will be linked down in the show notes. If you have any questions, you can always message me on Instagram and I'll see y'all later. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. Rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Salesy.